From the KMAN Newsroom, I'm Brandon Peoples with a special news podcast here on this Wednesday, April 20th. The Manhattan City Commission last night ended on a testy note after a majority objected to a pair of Mayor Linda Morse's proposed advisory board appointments. So for the future, I have to appoint someone with your political bent in order to get it through we, this commission. We tried to no. work with you on this where we could no, debate these out we beforehand are, we and said we could we would have do it. Poli- uh, processes, we would agree to some policies and processes for appointments in June. So no, I'm we just said way back, we talked that. about first meeting about doing it during those sessions that we have before this one for the two weeks forward so we could debate out those. Commissioner John Mata calling on the reappointments to be pulled from the consent agenda last night and added to the general agenda for discussion. He, as well as Commissioners Mark Hattisall and Wynn Butler, voted down the reappointment of Thomas Hansen to the Historic Resources Board, citing recent votes against projects involving the worst home and the proposed Art and Light Museum. Just to be clear, everybody currently on that Historic Resources Board, I will probably not vote to have any of them reappointed. It's just that simple. We need some fresh people in there with some better outlooks. Mayor Morris argued the board functioned as the process requires and voted in good faith by the guidelines they are charged to follow. Commissioner Yusha Reddy says the HRB did their due diligence and that she couldn't agree with removing Hansen for that reason. There were many times we didn't agree with several of those board's decisions, but just to replace them because you don't like the way they voted, although their criteria was what they were looking at, I think is kind of um, insulting for the people that want to serve. With three of the five commissioners in opposition, Hansen's reappointment failed. The three also opposed reappointing Annie Cook to the Human Rights and Services Board, unsuccessfully attempting to move to instead appoint Carmen Schroeder. City Manager Ron Fear called a point of order to note the mayor is charged with recommending appointments. She should have the right to make a new application if you don't want If if you reject it, then I just nominate someone else. No, (laughs) absolutely not. Let's call it a night. The meeting ended following mention of changing the appointment recommendation rules on a future agenda. Now, that wasn't all the city commission was tasked with last night. They did uh, unanimously approve a trio of actions related to a $40 million commercial development proposed in Aggieville. The agreements are in regard to the Fuse project, now being called Midtown by Back 9 Development. The commission voted to transfer a city parking lot adjacent to Kites to the company for a dollar, where they plan to construct a five-story multi-use building with space for retail, offices, and apartments. Here's Aggieville Business Association Executive Director Dennis Cook. We don't see a downside to this at all, and uh, we would um, encourage you to to vote yes on this and get this guy going. Let's let's get a project down there that really means something. Midtown is anticipated to generate over a half a million dollars a year for the Aggieville TIF district, funding public infrastructure improvement in the district. Commissioners also approved contracts with Olson Associates and BHS construction on improvements for the adjacent 12th and Laramie streetscapes, concepts for which include possibly redeveloping 12th Street as a pedestrian mall between Morrow and Laramie. Parking concerns were a major part of the conversation with developer T.J. Velanskis, saying that's been front of mind for them. Um, We are in the process of acquiring land that is potentially going to be available to house parking. As a developer, we take more risk than anybody. We're spending 40-plus million dollars to create office jobs. It's really difficult to sign leases if you can't provide parking to the tenants that are going to be there, and we recognize that. 
Back Nine currently envisions opening Midtown in 2025. The commission last night also narrowly approving a pay ordinance for city employees, with multiple commissioners expecting to see a phased implementation plan presented on second reading. Deputy City Manager Jason Hilgers. We have choices, and we need to make them on the approach to pay. Do we want to be competitive? Do we want to retain our investments, our sunk costs in each employee that we have trained? These are talented people who have experience and the know-how and the knowledge to bring these projects to fruition. The proposal implements the recommendations of a total rewards study by city contractor AGHLC, which compared city compensation with the current market trends. Recommendations include a shift to a 21 pay grade structure, as well as adjusted pay ranges, altogether spelling raises of varying sizes for over three quarters of city employees. City estimates indicate the plan, if implemented mid-year as it's proposed, would cost $1.26 million this year, which administration indicates is on hand. Commissioners John Mata and Wynn Butler opposed the ordinance in light of it not including a phased implementation plan for higher wage earners on the payroll. Commissioner Mark Hattisall issued the swing vote on the first reading, though also wants to see a multi-year implementation in the future. I would like us to keep moving this thing forward because I understand it's holding up some of the 2023 budget prep, but I would like to have give Ron a couple of weeks here to explain how he can stair-step this thing in so it's not such a huge bite. The ordinance passed on a 3-2 to two vote. Our city recap brought to you by Nick McNamara, city reporter here for News Radio KMAN. I'm Brandon Peoples reporting.